Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. With the first pick of the 2020 MLB draft, the Detroit Tigers select Spencer Torkelson. With the 25th selection in the first round of the 2009 first-year player draft, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim select Michael Trout. With the first selection of the 2012 first-year player draft, the Houston Astros select Carlos Correa. With the third selection of the 2014 first-year player draft, the Chicago White Sox select Carlos Rodon. With the first selection of the 2018 MLB draft, the Detroit Tigers select Casey Mize. Welcome to the show that never starts on time. My name is Michael Govier. It's the Palazzo Podcast, Prospects Power Half Hour. I am going to talk about the MLB draft today. It's MLB mock, Phil Goyette, Benjamin Chase, head prospects in charge here when it comes to talking about minor league players and the future of farm systems across Major League Baseball. Few people do it better than Phil and Benjamin. Phil, how are you doing in Ireland this evening? Uh, we're doing great. We have a heat wave ongoing here in Ireland. Having so it a is a blistery 75 degrees. Oh, Nelly! Wow, that's a hot one. Could be, in the, could be in the 80s this weekend. Could be a record. I got to tell you, when I hear heat wave, I immediately think of grumpy old men right away. That's what I think of. <laughs> That's how the movie starts, except it's very cold, of course, because it's based in Minnesota. <laughs> right, Ben? You know about that, don't you? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you get into Fargo and Grumpy Old Men, and you, you between the two of them, you pretty much have Minnesota encapsulated. So, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, is there any other movies? Well, there's Feeling Minnesota. That's a oh, uh, title. I mean, there's a few that. other ones, but I mean, those two pretty much right there kind of encapsulate the the gist of what Minnesota is right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chance here. Oh, my God. Decided to completely screw with Govier's immersion today by being over here. Ah! What are you doing? You don't belong on YouTube. Chad, you're our official Twitch watcher. We're screwed now on Twitch. We got nothing. Damn it. Good to see you, Jasper. What's up, my man? I talked to Jasper hey, on Jasper. Sunday. We talked in our AMA that I do. So every Sunday on the Plaza Podcast Patreon slash Discord, if you have access, we, I do a fantasy AMA. It's basically one of those audio spaces. It's just an audio channel. And me and Jasper talked about some stuff. It was great to talk to you, Jasper. Hope you're doing well. If you want to be a part of that, it's all available at the Plaza Podcast. Twitter handle, two L's, two Z's, of course. Utah. It all Give me two. is at the penned message at the top. But today is about the MLB mock draft. So we're trying to do a first round. We already did. The first five picks, 
on last week's episode. So we're going to review the first five picks right quick and then get into pick six, which will be the Miami Marlins. So let's take it from the top. I'll go pick by pick real quick. You guys will each announce the picks you did. So first pick in the draft, Ben, who did you announce last week for the Orioles? Drew Jones. Drew Jones. Phil? Drew Jones. Okay. (laughs) All right. Wow. How about that? Not a shocker there. And then for pick number two, who did you take, Mr. Chase? I had Termar Johnson. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was really exciting. I think some people really liked that. Did you agree with them, Phil? I feel like you went in another direction. No, I didn't agree. Elijah Green was my pick. That was right. That was the Diamondbacks pick. Uh, Pick three for the Rangers. Phil, who'd you have? Got Jace Young. Joins his brother in Texas. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was kind of fun. And who did you have for the Rangers, Mr. Chase? I had Brooks Lee. Brooks Lee out of California. And then pick number four for the Pirates. Ben, who did you select last week? I had Cam Collier. Woo! Shocking. And then (laughs) Phil, Pirates pick? I I picked Jackson Holiday. Holiday. Son of Matt Holiday. Oh, son. Son of Dad, also known as Holiday. Jackson Son Holiday. of Dad, yeah. And then uh, pick f- <laughs> pick five for the Washington Nationals. Phil, who'd you close out with last week? Kevin Parada, catcher from Georgia Tech. Did you agree? I think you did yeah. agree, didn't you? We did agree on that one, yep. All right. So there it is. If you missed last week's show, you can go back and watch that still. We only got through five picks. This time, we are all business. We're getting right into it, rocking and rolling. We're going right to pick six here with the Miami Marlins. Uh, Do we want to talk really quickly before we start about the uh, trade that was made between the Braves and the Royals? Can we comment on that briefly? Well, being the local Braves guy, I can kind of say the value they gave up I mean, a lot of folks don't know who Andrew Hoffman is. That's a 12th-round guy from last year. But that's a guy who's coming out of college who not – I mean, he's he's a guy who has five or sometimes his – folks like to distinguish um, one, of his, one of his offerings to where they might even say he has six pitches that he throws. Um, but none of them are really plus pitches. I mean, this is a guy who – if everything works out for him. He's a back-end starter. Um, so, I mean, that's, you know, he's he's really kind of a guy who might top out in AAA or be kind of a swing man at the major league level. Uh, but that's valuable. That's valuable in an organization. And then you have Drew Waters, who even if he, I mean, he yeah, he's not a top 20 prospect anymore, but that's still a guy who has definitely a fourth outfielder profile. And then one more piece, four the number 35 overall pick the Braves have something in mind that they're wanting to do here. They have definitely identified either a single player that they are very interested in or a particular player grouping that they want to get two of with their 20th overall pick. And then that 35th overall pick um, that I think you will see them make some interesting moves come uh, come Sunday when that first round comes. Hmm. Phil, any additional thoughts on this trade in the draft? Not really. I agree with Ben. They they have a prep I think they want that they have identified. So they've got cash now. Um, so I don't know. I think it's, it's going to be exciting to see who they pick. Oh, bye. 
right, well, let's get into pick six of the MLB draft. 2022 mock draft continues right here. And this week I'm prepared, guys. So here we go. <laughs> hey, look at that. Yeah. We're moving up in the world here. Now, the uh, Marlins are on the clock, so we'll start with Mr. Chase. Mr. Chase, who are you feeling for the Marlins pick here? Well, Phil's already mentioned him, but uh, I think the Marlins are going to just really look for the top-end talent at any position, and they like to go young and high school type of guys, so I have them going with Elijah Green. Ooh, okay. Like it. You like that. Before uh, you respond, Phil, with your choice. There's some reports here. Chad said there's been some slides expected on Elijah Green recently. Have either of you heard anything about this, or is this just what happens sometimes? It happens sometimes, but Elijah Green is one of those guys who he's got a lot of distance between his floor and his ceiling, and there are times when those type of guys make it to college for exactly that reason because it's a tough profile to sink a lot of money into at the top of the draft and so a guy like that can slide more towards the middle of the first round and then there can be some negotiation issues and that guy ends up going to college instead or and and that's only if he has a deal set up with whoever's in the middle of the first or he just falls completely out of the first and gets drafted in the 36th round so that somebody can say hey we at least called his name out, you know, and they don't have 36 rounds anymore. So he's not going to, you know, get that token draft pick anymore. Um, but, you know, that's probably the situation where he's got such a distance between his top ceiling and his floor that that's probably where some of that is coming out. Okay. Philly, anything to add there? Not really. No, I'm, I'm agree with what Ben's statement was on green. I haven't heard anything specific about him okay. but, uh, that sounds well, like a plausible scenario if it were to happen chad is locked in apparently chad knows everything there is to know about everything curious if you guys have heard anything similar as it seems like the only way he slips is if jackson goes number two okay well that's interesting we will see but wait we're doing things our way on this show <laughs> on the mlb mock draft all right so you made your choice ben phil who are you selecting for the miami marlins right here same process as Ben. I just get to a different player because of the draft order that I had earlier. So Cam Collier, super uh, high upside uh, Juco kid, who's a should be a prep kid. Um, but I th- I'm with Ben, and I think Kim Ng, uh, who's running the Marlins now, her prior history is with the Yankees um, and the Jeter era Yankees dynasty, uh, and then the Dodgers after that. Um, I think she's somebody who understands the value of a very high upside franchise type player. And if she thinks one is there, I think that's who the Marlins are going to pick. All right. I like it. There it is. Real quickly, there's some recent Marlins first round picks. Joe Mack was their first rounder last year. He's a catcher. Also, of course, Khalil Watson. Who could forget that, right, guys? Yeah, he's he's a mm-hmm. fun kid to watch. A lot of strikeouts right now so far, but still a lot ah. of fun to watch. Yeah, it'd be fine. And then, of course, Max Meyer in 2020. That was legendary. Very exciting. And we're all waiting for Max Meyer's arrival. Okay, so let's move on to scroll pick- up just uh if you scroll oh, up yeah. just a little bit more on that one, look at the past. <laughs> I know who he's going to. I know exactly who he's going to. Uh, oh, JJ, yes! 
<laughs> the legend himself from Vanderbilt University, J.J. Bleday. If you think J.J. Bleday, please think Phil Goyette and follow him on Twitter at Phil of Sports, P-H-I-L, that is. All right, let's go to pick number seven, and that would be the Chicago Cubs are now on the clock. Phil Goyette, who do the Cubs take at pick seven? I like the Cubs to take Jacob Berry here. Uh, the third base, maybe corner outfielder prospect out of Louisiana State University. Um, I've seen a lot of good batted ball stuff on him on the Twitterverse. Um, I got to watch a couple games of his this year as well. I agree that he really stings the ball, so he's going to be able to hit the ball hard. Um, and it seems like a good fit for a Cubs team that's rebuilding and has some young upside guys. He is maybe more of a higher floor um, with some upside still, but a type of player that can play a couple different positions, should get to the bigs quickly, makes a lot of hard contact. So give me Jacob Berry for the Cubbies. Oh, my, Jacob Berry. Benjamin Chase, pick seven for the Chicago Cubs. Do you agree or are you going elsewhere? I am going elsewhere. I the Everything I read has the Cubs really hard after three guys, and that's Termar, that's Cam Collier, and then that's the guy that I have them actually taken, and that's Jackson Holiday. Now, in this draft, Jackson Holiday is still on the board. There is every possibility that none of those three are on the board, and then you could definitely fall into exactly what Phil just did. Because, you know, so, but I do believe they're going to be going after an infielder, and they're going to want someone who they believe is going to have some success with the stick. Um, defense be damned. Um, you know, whereas, you know, I, I do think Holiday's got a chance to be a pretty solid defender. The other guys mentioned there, Defense is definitely not one of their high-end trades. Any of those other three guys that we mentioned, like that, they're, they're definitely going to be working at, you know, somebody who can definitely provide a bat. And Wrigley Field, obviously, <laughs> who cares defense, right? No, but uh, <laughs> it, you know, they, they do a lot of work to position their players well to make an okay defender better. That's something that Chicago has actually done pretty well over the years. Okay. All right. Well, there it is for the Cubbies. And some recent picks for the Cubs. Jordan Wicks, left-handed pitcher out of Kansas State. Manhattan, Kansas. I love Manhattan, Kansas. Not to be confused with Manhattan in New York City, but just as cool. Just as hip. The little, the little apple. That's right. There you yeah, go. Yeah, apple. college football yeah. master. Uh, Ed Howard in 2020. I I know some people who really loved Ed Howard. Uh, is he still someone that we're excited about? Yep. I still like his defense. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's not Which great you get to the with this glove, so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and of course, uh, some commentary here from our friends. If you go back old school, some Paul Blackburn in 2012. There he is right hey, there. Hey, the goat. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> wow, isn't that exciting? So, okay, Paul Blackburn, very cool. All right, so let's move to the next pick. Oh, uh, Jasper says, Cubs draft Mark Grace and Greg Maddox. Is that true? Wow. Well, big draft. That'd be a big deal. That, yeah, that was <laughs> big deal 40 years ago. All right. Hey, all right. <laughs> Jamie says, I just wanted to pop in and say, hey, I haven't had time to watch your live stuff lately. It's summertime. LOL. Always great work. Hey, thanks, Jamie. We hope you're doing well out there on the farm doing your thing. And Just Bob says, hello, everyone. Stuck at work. Well, that's oh, life. Man. We're great. Hey, we're grateful that we can do the show right now. We all know the process. Amen. My good friend. If you guys want to talk about any of our picks here in the live chat. 
please drop it in here and we'll talk about it. And Jared says, Discord and real legend Blackburn. Yep, there it is. Okay. Yeah. It is now time for the eighth pick in the draft. This would be very exciting, Ben. The Minnesota Twins select who, Mr. Chase? Well, the way that this fell, uh, I'm going to actually take Phil's last guy is Jacob Berry. Um, They're almost certainly the Twins are going to end up coming out of here with a college bat or a college arm. And I have a feeling that this is probably too early for them to splurge on a college arm. And especially now without Wes Johnson, with not knowing who their, their pitching coach is, I don't feel like they're going to take the risk of picking an arm at eight that they don't know who's developing him. So this is almost certainly going to be a bat, and Jacob Berry makes a lot of sense in that organization. Okie dokie. Phil Goyette, the Minnesota Twin Select. Brooks Lee. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the, pretty much the same thought process has been. Lee just happens to still be on my board here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Berry going seventh. That being yeah. said, of the two, I would rather have Barry, right? So I think if Twins Twins fans would probably be happy with either one, but Barry seems like a really good fit for Minnesota to me. Um, and uh, I think he might be the better hitter, too, of the two players. So I think Twins fans will be stoked if they get Barry. Well, Mr. Chase, uh, yeah, he took Lee much earlier in the draft already, so he was gone for him. I could dig on that. I like that, Phil. That's fun. Recent picks from the Twins. There's a guy that Phil loves who no longer plays for them. Yep. Chase. He's on your team now. He's on your team now, Phil. Pretty exciting. I wanted the White Sox to draft him. <laughs> Boy, well, I wanted the White Sox to draft him. Sabato I like. Uh, uh, Kavaka, what the heck? <laughs> that was yeah, a, that yeah. kind of feels like a reach now. It felt like a bit of a reach at the time. Definitely not yeah. like a reach. Larnick. Larnick was a nice pick. Oh, Brent Rooker uh, just showed up yeah. on the Padres. He played left field for two games before they optioned him. And they and they brought up Ruiz, which, by the way, uh, just real quick, we are a prospect show. Ruiz showed up in the big leagues already. I still think that was wild. I know he was on fire. He stole mm-hmm. a billion bases this season in the minor leagues. It still was surprising to me that they called up Estuary Ruiz so quickly. I And this is one of those, to me, it's one of those situations – you talk to guys over the years, he was a guy who absolutely had that, the eyes told you huge things about him that the stats weren't seeing. Uh, his stats were just meh, and everyone said, God, this guy is so freaking talented. Why can't he put it together with the bat? Why, can't, why does his defense suck statistically? They moved him to center field. He's, I mean, he's a borderline, I mean, he's, there are people who say he could be a gold glove center fielder. He has taken to it that well. And he is just, he looks comfortable at the plate. He's not really amazing at the plate. I still don't think he's, he's even an average power guy. I don't think you're ever going to see him hit 20 major league home runs, but the plus speed is legit. You know, he could slap the ball all around the park and he's comfortable in the – he's not striking out a ton. It's just – this is this is a guy who's finally starting to get some of those things that scouts were seeing all those years by moving to a position that's more comfortable. And sometimes that's all it takes. You know, you talk about the guys who just need an org change, 
And this is a guy who maybe just needed a position change to finally unlock some of that stuff. Okay. Well, Estuary Ruiz is a very, very exciting player. Phil, uh, I, I know that we talked about him maybe once or twice, even back in the day before Ben showed up, and which we're grateful that Ben is part of the show now. But uh, I just were you surprised, or did you expect this to happen now because all the tea leaves were saying, eh, it's probably going to happen now? I think I was a little surprised by it, but now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I shouldn't have been, because if you look at the Padres, they will call up players if there's a fit for them. Uh, they aren't really hesitant to call guys up. Good on them, too. So um, even back to, to Cupida last year, uh, Cronenworth, they got up quickly. Um, so I think if they think there's a spot for a guy, they're not afraid to call him up and give him a shot at it, which I like. So Oh, I love it. Said, you know, the center field defense alone is worth calling them up for. So And they had so know, many injuries. Jerkson Profar is hurt, yeah. and uh, Will Myers on the I.L., and Tatis isn't back yet. And they started to actually have legit holes in the outfield, mm-hmm. so it really was a need. He is talented, but it was a need thing, too. Yeah. yeah. And right-handers versus left-handers. They got C.J. Abrams, who's still on the roster. He's a lefty. Brett Rooker was a lefty. He seemed like the odd man out that made sense in the end. So Didn't go Brett I'm Rooker's so way. I'm so surprised Rooker has not caught on yet in the bigs. I thought he would yeah. catch on somewhere. That guy, yeah. can, he can hit, man. Sometimes for Team USA, he looked like the best hitter in the lineup even. So, um, I don't know. It could still happen, yeah. absolutely. Yep. Okay. Easy guy to right. cheer for, too. Hey, Brent, yeah. we're rooting for you. We are rooting for you. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next pick here. It is time for pick number nine. The Kansas City Royals are on the clock. And the pick is in. Phil Goyette, the Royals select who? I have them taking Termar Johnson just because he was still on my board. And there's no way I think he slides past nine if he's out there. Um, and I don't think Kansas City needs a glove, really, a middle infield, uh, a shortstop, because I have one. Um, so I think they would take Termar if he's sitting there. Uh, and I think he's going to really hit. Okay. Well, that makes sense to me. Yeah, can't go farther than that. Uh, Mr. Chase, Benjamin Chase, who do the world's take at number nine for you? So here's where I have a little bit of a split. Before they made this deal, um, the Royals had $11.7 million in their pool. They had a little bit of things to play with, and I thought this could be a really interesting spot for them to pull up a college arm, someone, you know, that maybe has really pushed up the board. I had them drafting Cade Horton out of Oklahoma, who has really flown up boards lately. However, now they are now the, have the least money in the top 10. Because after making that move, they are now down to 9.5 million, which gives them $100,000 less than the Rangers, but still it's less. And the guy who I actually think could fit there i i still have them written as Cade horton on my mock but and that's who i'm going to stick with here but i i'm going to make a mention of henry bolt who i had them taking as their second pick at number 35 because they are very very heavy into him he's a california high school outfielder and they have been very heavily scouting him I don't think he's the type of guy who is a top 10 overall talent, but neither was Frank 
mozzarella last year. <laughs> you know, everyone. Frank Mazzucato. Yeah, there Frank we go. <laughs> mm, but, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Maserati, whatever, you know. <laughs> but, oh, wow. He, you're not he's, a fan of Frank? How dare you, Ben? Frank is going to be amazing. Actually, he's going to be an all-star in 2026. I actually really like his arm, but I, I just... I just know there's an M and there's a couple of Z's involved, and you know that's that's the last name right now. Um, but uh, there it is. There we go. Uh, but he, I I think it's a probably a similar situation where they could get a guy like Bolt. They could sign him for probably notably less than the five point two million that's allotted for the number nine pick, and they could really attack the rest of their draft even after this trade that they just made, which would be a really impressive way to go about it. So just a thought after that trade. So, yeah, I like it. That's always good. Context matters. And some of these names here, these first round picks of the recent drafts for the Royals, a lot of names that pop, they pop big mm-hmm. and they still Daniel Lynch. It's still early. I'm not giving up on Lynch. He had a, a big double digit K game this season. Uh, it could happen to anybody, I guess, but uh, the Royals have been bad at developing pitching, it seems like, recently, too. That's why Asa Lacey hasn't really... I thought Asa Lacey might show that up in one, 2022, and that's not going to happen, right? That one's a weird one to me. I, there there was a legit reason to think that was the top pitcher in that draft, and yet here we sit yeah. this late, and he's not Ooh. there. I don't know. So, Yep, Chad said, too. Asa yeah. Lacey just makes me sad. I'm sorry, Chad. We didn't mean to bum you out. Uh, Anthony says, Mets get Kumar Rocker. Book it. Okay. All right. Have your fun. I have Kumar on here, but uh, yeah, we'll just uh, just say that. It, yeah. <laughs> Anthony's late as always. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. So All right, let's go to the next pick. It's time for pick number 10. It's the team that plays in Coors. One and only Colorado Rockies are on the clock. Benjamin Chase, who do you have the Rockies taking at this selection? I have them down as just getting the best hitter available, and they have a crap ton of money to spend. And so I have them going after a guy who's kind of been rumored lately as a potential guy to slip to college if he doesn't get within the top 10 picks, and that's Justin Crawford. Carl Crawford sucks. Um, very, very talented outfielder, a lot of, lot of just, yeah, I I think he would be a very, very fun guy to watch, try and chase balls down in course field. He's just a really talented defensive outfielder, Uh, but. Okay. Phil, who you got for the Rockies at 10? Justin Crawford. Yeah, it makes a lot. It makes a lot of sense when you start thinking about where the draft could fall, unless there's somebody in the top three that really wants him, maybe, which there could be. But, uh, yeah, I'm with Ben watching him patrol Coors in center field would be a blast, too. So, Ooh, okay. That's fun. The Crawford connection here for the Rockies at pick number 10. The Rockies have a recent history of taking some guys that, you know, uh, there's some excitement about. Zach Veen is one guy people are very excited about taking yeah. in 2020. Benny Montgomery last year, he was out of high school. People are, I mean, he's young. He's got some time here, but Benny Montgomery's a hot stick, right? Yep. He's really popular in the baseball card world. 
He's oh really? If if uh, he's he's kind of become a legend because he signed all kinds of different ways this year on his draft or on his baseball cards, <laughs> like different messages uh, and all kinds of stuff. And so he's kind of become a legend. People want to collect his cards, which is kind of funny. Uh oh, Riley Pine, yeah. twenty sixteen. Their draft pitching has not exactly been stellar, but I have no idea who Robert Tyler is from twenty sixteen oh. or Ryan Rollison of twenty eighteen. It's uh, not, I got not, nothing on not, that. Not Rollison can pitch. Yeah, but is he still around? I don't even remember uh, if he's got hurt. Let's <laughs> say that. Let's just take no, that. As he, a no. he, did, he right. did get hurt. I don't remember if he's even back yet or not. That's now you got me thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Chad says, I thought Rollison was going to break out this year, and then he got hurt, and he also made me sad. God, I'm sorry. We we're just bumming you out. Apologies. Yeah, All apologies to you, Chad. All right, pick number 11. Here it is. It's time. It's the New York Mets. They're on the clock, and it looks like the pick is in. Phil Goyette, you have the honors. Who do the New York Mets take at pick 11? Okay, so Mets are kind of like the twist point in the draft, right? Because they've got pick 11, they've got pick 14, and they could do a few different types of strategies. When I sat and thought about it, and I said, if I'm running the Mets, I'm going to go cheap with both my not cheap but i'm gonna go college with both my first round picks try and save a bit of money if possible and hopefully have some more money to throw at preps later on in the draft right so executing that strategy uh zach nito out of shortstop out of campbell university campbell wait where's campbell is that north carolina boy you got me (laughs) okay yeah the camels they're the camels Feel like it was. Oh, go ahead. One Sorry, I interrupted. I think South yeah. Carolina actually. Now that you say that, yeah, yeah. But uh, so I, I think they take Zach Nito. Um, short. He's a shortstop prospect. I think he could play a couple positions if needed. Um, should sign smaller school guy. Um, I think they could sign him at a good price for the Mets. So uh, I think it fits the strategy. So that's why I have the Mets taken at eleven. Could flip the other way around with who I have them taken at fourteen as well. Okie dokie. What about you, Ben? Who is number 11 for the New York Mets? And see, I, the com- Mets. I completely go the opposite way. I have them going big in their, with their first two picks and just saying, you know what? Go big or go home. Um, yeah. So I have them going for Jet Williams, uh, who is probably about as high a talent base as you have left, at least on my board right now. Um, only thing that really worries me at all is his size. Uh, it's 5'8", and he already is a little bit stocky at 5'8", um, so sticking it short could be a little bit of a question. And I I mean, he might be able to handle center field, but they're, they tried to do that in, I believe it was like area code last year or something, and it just it didn't look good. Um, so it might force him to a corner outfield spot, and then that forces more power than he's shown so far. So, but... He's got a lot of natural athleticism, and that could be a he'd be a lot of fun to kind of put into that system and just see what they could do with him because they've developed athletes pretty well so far with the new group they've got in place lately. So, okay, if, all uh, right. If, if he makes the show, his walk up song has to be <laughs> Jet by Wings. <laughs> Jet. <laughs> or we could just fantastic, just beautiful. I would say, can we just have Phil sing it? 
you know, <laughs> take that recording. Send it to like 10 cent beer night at the park. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike Lowry's here. Mike Lowry. Is this the guy from bad boys? That Mike Lowry? Uh, because that was the character's name for bad boys. I don't know. Or is this just some guy named Mike Lowry? Or are you related to Nick Lowry, former Kansas City Chiefs kitchener? I don't know. Anyways, Mets don't need to save money. They can go over slot for every pick. Is that true? Well, I mean, they can. They it's could, just... but the it's depending. It's what they want to do with picks after the first couple rounds, right? Yeah. So if they've got more in the bank, they can start throwing at who was the prep we were just talking about that might not sign. Uh, for one example, you know, somebody really sl- – oh, Elijah Green. Say Elijah Green slides out of the first round because nobody thinks they can sign him. And then yeah. the Mets are sitting on extra money. Okay. Um, and have talked to the kid already and have a plan to do it. So that, I think that's what I would be trying to pull. But, again, I don't know. Just for fun, I guess. <laughs> All right. Also, Chad says, All I keep hearing for the Mets is Susack at 11, and then a complete mystery for the comp pick. Susak makes sense, but Francisco Alvarez is up at AAA. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can always use a catcher, but they kind of have their next catcher sitting there. So, <laughs> Thanks, Anthony. Let's take MJ Govier to become Kent's role model. Yeah, that'd be, a, I would love that opportunity. Thank you. Kent, if you're out yeah, there, yeah. I hope you're doing well. Sure. Shout out to Kent. Man, Phil should try out for American Idol. Got great vocals and strong high note delivery. Okay. <laughs> Hell yes. Uh, Uncle Steve making it rain, says Mike Lowry. Yes, Uncle Steve Cohen makes it rain all the time. And the recent Mets picks, Jared Kelnick still hasn't really prospered in Seattle. He was that trade has been (laughs) shit on a lot initially because it looked so bad. But time is the ultimate judge of these trades, folks. Just remember that. uh, Edwin Diaz is destroying everybody. Like uh, like De Niro in the Deer Hunter when he has the flamethrower and he's just torch in the building that's what diaz has been like this year. yeah but see now when robinson cano comes back and actually beats the mets this year for the braves then what are they gonna say no i'm just saying that's true that's true right. phil you're on fire with the references today by the way phil you're in the zone i think phil gets fired up for these mock drafts now it's time it's Ooh. time yep this one goes out to the oh, one yeah, i love this is a big one tigers are playing two nights Tigers are playing too. And I never too. and I never miss a game. I never miss a game. And the Detroit Tigers yeah, are on the clock did, at pick twelve. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was oh man, RoboCop's the best. All right, the pick is in for the Detroit Tigers. Al Avila, Chris Illich and company. AJ, the pick is in. And uh, we're gonna let Ben do the honors on this one. Ben, I want to know what you think. Who are the Tigers taking? So. This is a guy I've actually heard them tied to, and I really, really like the fit with their organization, and that's Pennsylvania prep Cole Young. I think he would be a really good fit with the Tigers. He's a shortstop. I think he sticks at shortstop. Um, There's a lot of folks that have compared his – oh, yeah. And there's a lot of folks that have compared his bat, um, like the – the progression on his bat to where Alex Kirilov was as a prep coming out of Ooh. Pennsylvania. Um, oh, that kind of a, okay. just a very professional hitter. Um, that would be a very, I, I think there's more athleticism there than what Alex has. I mean, Alex is definitely a first base athlete, um, but that would be a very impressive get for the Tigers. I think. 
And uh, who was that? What was the pick again? I'm sorry, I missed it. I'm a Cole Young. Is that K or C? C C O L E Young. All right, Cole Young. Phil Goyad, who do you have the Tigers taking here? We said it before on the show. I am taking Brock Porter. I think he's ah, a, a really like kid, him. local yep. kid. Um, I know people are saying the Tigers need to take a bat, which I understand. But if he's there and he's the best prep arm in the draft, which I think he is, mm-hmm. um, I think you take him and you're happy to take him at 12. So, And he's a righty. So. Wow. Nope, I like it. Okay. All right. Hell yeah. That would be fun. Local kid makes good. Uh, the recent Tigers first round draft picks. There's a lot of pitchers. You may have heard of them, but there's also a very special human being who plays with a bat. That's right. Riley Green to 2019, baby. Yeah. And right now it looks really, really, really good. He was the fifth overall pick. He might, he, it's possible he could end up being the best player in that draft. Am I crazy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, right. but you still have Torque, too. I mean, and yeah. if he could, I don't know. I, he still makes me have a sad right now, but gosh dang it is the talent there. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna have a strong second half, guys. Lock it in right now. I'm calling it. They haven't given up on him. Plus he hasn't had to take out as much as the pressure because Javi Baez and some of the other players who are bigger names right now, bigger than Spencer Torkelson even, even though he was number one overall pick, they have really stunk up the joint. And in a way he's kinda lucked out. So I watch for that in the second half. That's uh, something I'm gonna throw out there. All right, now it's time for Pick number 13, Los Angeles Angels. Don't forget, we're live here. This is the MLB Mock Draft. Oh, well, well the Angels pick is in. I'm sorry. And we're live talking about each pick in the first round. Phil Goyette, Benjamin Chase, Michael Govier, Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's on you Twitter. Give me two. Phil, who do the Angels take in this pick 13? Lucky 13. I'm taking, taking Gavin Cross, a uh, college outfielder out of Virginia Tech. Uh, oh. I know they're... Angels pool's not real big. I don't know a ton about Cross, but I have seen some good data on uh, the power. So um, I think he's at least got the power to be a contributor in the bigs. So I've got that's why I have the Angels taking Gavin Cross. Ben, who do you have the Angels taking here at thirteen? I I kind of took cues from there last year, and frankly, they still have a system that is desperate in need of arm talent. And so I went for, frankly, in my opinion, who is the best arm talent in the draft, and that's Kumar Rocker. Um, wow. The best raw arm talent. And it's probably going to cost them a chunk of their, their pool, but I don't know if he can be afforded very much farther down the line than this hmm. um, unless somebody's going to pay a significant overslot deal. So... As far as being near slot, this is probably about you're get, starting to get to his floor at this point. Woo! I like it. Recent Angels picks. Last year was Sam Bachman out of the Miami University. Not the one in the South, but the one in Southern Ohio, actually, right next to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Oxford. Beautiful Oxford, Ohio. Part of the Mac. Reed Detmers in 2020 threw a no hitter this year. He's back up. After striking out 14 guys in one game in the minors, he returned, and he will never... You know, it sucks in fantasy sometimes because the Angels always have a six-man rotation because of Shohei. They always will, and it limits some of the opportunities to get more two-steps out of certain guys, in my opinion. It's frustrating, but 
yeah, he's still, yeah. oh, Reed Detmers has a future here, so we're no need to panic at all. And then, of course, Joe Adele, 2017. Uh, I'm kind of going to, I'm going to go with this button on that one. Sorry, sorry, Joe. It's nothing personal, man. It's just, it's a tough life out there. <laughs> tough life. All right. Oh, hot take alert. Chad's got a hot take alert. Where? Where is it? Let us know. We don't have a hot take uh, button, I don't think. Chad says, we say they don't need to draft more arms, but really so much of their arms have moved up to the edges of the major league that it is almost time to restock. I wonder, are you talking about the Tigers there, Chad? I feel like you are, but hey, what do I know? Okay. So many arms. You you can never have enough pitching. It's just. Okay. All right. Jay Elliott says, I'm praying Kumar doesn't go to the Yanks. In the, or the NL East. Okay. Well, I hope if that bothers you, I don't want that to happen either. Well, All we've right, already Ford- eliminated one NL East team from contention. So we have. And now it's time for pick 14. The Mets are on the clock again. How about that? And the pick is in. Did, Looks like. Yes, go ahead. Did Phil give the Angels? Yeah, you did. You did it. Cross. I'm sorry. Oh, Gavin. Cross. 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 All right. Now let's go. Benjamin Chase. Who are the Mets taking again at this pick? So I went with a hitter at 11 for the Mets, and I decided to go for a prep pitcher at 14. And I went, rather than going for the top of the line, all that, I went for a guy that I thought would be a pretty – He's more of a sure shot major leaguer, which is about as, you know, a, kind of a, you can't really say that about a high school arm, but um, Brandon Barriera, uh, lefty out of American Heritage in Florida, um, guy who's just, he's really got a good collection of pitches and maybe the best thing he offers as a pitcher is he's got plus control, um, which that's a big thing uh, to me. And He's not big. He's less than six foot tall, uh, but he's just, he really knows how to pitch. And I think he could probably move pretty quick as a pitcher. Ooh, okay. Brandon Barriera for Ben, for the Mets. Phil, who do you have the Mets taking at 14? Um, so doing my two-step, the next college pick will be Cade Horton, who Ben said was going up boards. Mets have some money, so they would should be able to sign the kid. Um, prevent him from going back to school. I don't think he's going back to school anyway, but um, so I've got him Horton going Horton with their second pick. So they get a college bat, college pitcher, Nito and Horton. I think it would be a great draft actually if they got both those guys too. So, mm-hmm. Oh, back to school, back to school to prove <laughs> to dad that I'm not a fool. That was a grown man, everybody who made millions of dollars for that. All right. <laughs> Jay hook, by the way, says Adley wit. Manoa, Corbin Carroll, Volpe, Gunner, Riley Green has a lot of competition for the best player in that 2019 draft. You know what? You're absolutely right. That is. And it's only 2022. It already looks like a, yeah, a hell of a draft. You're right, man. All right, let's go to the next pick here. It's pick 15, the San Diego Padres, the Friars, who had a disappointing season in 2021, but they're definitely in the mix this year. 2022, the pick is in. And the Padres have made their selections. Let's go to Phil Goyette. Who do the Padres take at 15? I have the Padres taking Cole Young, who's already off Ben's board. Uh, he seems like such a Padres-type dude that I don't think he gets past him at 15 if he's there. So assuming they can get a deal worked out with him, which I guess is who knows. But um, he apparently scouts really well, uh, and Preller 
is a scout at heart, I think, right? So uh, he's the type of player that he's going to love, see a lot of potential in, um, and already has a good amount of polish despite being just a prep at the time. So uh, Cole Young to the Padres. Benjamin? I see this as a beautiful spot, especially in this draft, the way the Padres have gone after guys like James Wood in the second round and, you know, take your pick of big-time athletes in the second, third, fourth rounds lately. Um, I could see them using this as a great spot to get a college guy that they really like. And with their past history with uh, Cal Quantrill, I have them taking Connor Prelip. in this pick coming off an injury and a lot of upside there if he's you know if he can be healthy and if they like what they see as far as medicals i think this is a really good work for that potential and then they can maybe save some money to later Okay, Connor Prelip going for Ben there at pick 15 for the Padres. The Padres have a fun farm system at times, don't they? They always seem to have some fun players. We've already mentioned a few of them on the show today. C.J. Abrams right there from 2019 out of high school, already in the bigs. And Robert Hassel. We're very excited about Robert Hassel, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. Bobby Batts. Bobby Batts. Jackson Merrill, too. Yeah, Jackson Merrill's a fun player. Jackson Merrill's exciting, too. Yep. Wow. So somebody knows what they're doing over there, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Look at these guys. Mackenzie Gore, Eric Lauer, who I love uh, in Milwaukee now, part of the deal that brought Trent Grisham over. So uh, somebody knows yep. what they're doing over there in San Diego. Pick 16 here on the Palato Podcast. MLB mock draft, round one only. It's time for the 16th pick. The Cleveland Guardians have made their selection. The pick is in, and the Guardians have a... a last night, I did a show. And the show is called The Inside Podcast. They're really cool dudes. One guy's an American. The other guy is a Canadian. And they talk about their league and fantasy baseball. And they just do it for fun. And we did an AL Central mock draft of prospects. Like, who, who are the prospects you'd want? We did the first five rounds, basically. So anybody from the AL Central is a prospect. And they both thought the Guardians by far had the best system of anybody in the AL Central. So... I wonder I then, it's, it is hard. I mean, yeah, they're loaded. There's a lot of fun talent. Yeah. But I also, I like the twin system too. And I, I, I was willing to debate it a little bit. But Ben, who do you have the Guardians taking here at pick 16? And I agree with that, which to me allows them to be in a spot where they just, they look at the board and see who falls in their lap. And for me, the way that my board fell, Jace Young fell in their lap. And so that's who I have the Guardians selecting oh. is Jace Young. Okay, that's fun. That's a guy that went way high on Phil's board earlier in the draft. That's good call. That's fun. I like that difference there. That's a dichotomy. Hey, Phil, who you got? Guardian style. Guy that Ben just brought up, Jet Williams. uh, Undersized, does not scare Cleveland. And uh, he is one of the most dynamic prep players in the class for sure. So um, it could totally see Jet Williams going to Cleveland. Makes a lot of sense to me. So I've got them taking him at 16. If he's if he's on the board. Really? Jet Williams. That's with two T's right here. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Jet. I would Jet! Jet Williams. That reminds me of James Jet on the Raiders in the 90s. He could fly, but boy, yeah. he could not two catch. T's. <laughs> two T's. Yeah. yeah. He was a sprinter, right? How many times the Raiders do that? 
Yeah, the Raiders did. They, they did it like five times. They had him. They had another guy. The guys had, that's what they did. Al Davis wants to throw the bomb every time. So he just looked for the fastest guys on earth who could just run 60 yards down the field. And they watched the Willie Gault and they thought, we can do this too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Willie Gault. Yeah. You know, Willie actually, sometimes Willie actually looked like he could, you know, he had better hands than some of those guys. I will give Willie that. But you're right. That was a good pull. Willie Galt references on an MLB mock draft. I'm <laughs> loving that. I'm loving that. All right, let's go to pick 17. It's time for the Philadelphia Phillies to make their selection on our MLB mock draft. And the pick is in. Uh, Who did I go to first last time? Who goes first this time? I get Odds. Odds so. are Phils. Philly. Oh, you were taking the Phillies. It- Phil, it's the Phillies pick. <laughs> Who do you got? Philip picking first, the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Daniel Susak, the catcher out of Arizona, who could really hit. And uh, I don't know how much more time's left on that Real Muto contract, but hopefully by the time that's done, Susak will be ready to take the job for the Phillies. Okay, there it is. Benjamin Chase, Philly select. I, I looked at the college bats really hard for them. And then I just decided, you know what, I'm going to go with the trend that they've had because on my board, Brock Porter was still there, and they've gone after the best high school pitcher the last few years with Andrew, with Andrew Painter and yeah. with Mick Abel. And so I thought, you know, if Brock Porter's still on the board right there, that's a really good Phillies pick. And so that's who I picked for him. That makes a lot of sense. That's a good call. I love how these boards are starting to play out for both of these guys. You know, maybe uh, this is the first time we've ever done this. So maybe next year I'd actually, like, create a board so I could fill it in so you guys could see it in real time. That'll be something. We'll grow. We'll learn next year. That's something I could definitely do so you guys could see it. But I'm typing the picks in the live chat for those of you that are in there. And that's the Phillies picks for both Benjamin and Phil. By the way, Phil, in our dynasty, you're not the Philly dynasty, though, right? No, that's that uh, Sean. It has that has caused confusion in many leagues because Sean and I are in about ten leagues <laughs> together. So, <laughs> yeah, Philly, Philly being quite, one, uh, Philly being one of my many Phil-related nicknames. Clearly, some it's an easy not, call. Uh, some are not broadcastable. <laughs> oh boy! I got to tell you, he offered me a trade in our dynasty. Then, so I didn't think it was you. It was a pick. Yeah, that, uh, it was a trade. A I was going to do. Uh, very, very good player. He's an accountant. Uh, he's actually an accountant for a number of minor league baseball teams. So, well, he actually accountants. Uh, he's got to watch the accountants in fantasy baseball. I'm telling you, <laughs> watch for those accountants, folks. These are some of the Phillies' first rounds picks: uh, Bryson Stott, Alec Baum. Uh, who's not playing in Toronto this week, which, by the way, Jose Rios struck out 13 Phillies last night. Don't read too much into that, yeah. for the record. Uh, it wasn't exactly, you know, their Class that, A lineup, if you will. Or maybe it was lineup. their Class A lineup. hey <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, no offense to the, their single A team. Okay, there it is, Phillies. Uh, <laughs> so we're live here doing the MLB mock draft, first round only here. If you guys have some commentary along the way, please let us know. Chad says, God, this could be the greatest HRD since the 90s. What is HRD? Anybody know what that means? Julio Rodriguez has officially entered the HRD. No, I don't. I don't know what that means either. Okay. Let us know home, what that means, Chad. I'm guessing home run derby. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Which, yeah, look yeah, that a genius. 
Makusa genius. Yes, it's official. Julio Rodriguez has signed up for the home run derby for the All Star break. Yeah, that and the it, polar bear, the polar bears in right. Yeah, with with Acuna, and isn't Pujols doing it too? Which I think is going to be really yes. kind of interesting. Ooh. He is. That's a fact. Give me Alonzo. Alonzo, yeah. I pick. But anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's tough to beat. But you never know sometimes. That night could go goofy. Uh, Chad says, speaking of Painter, who was a pick of the Phillies, I can't think of another prospect that had all of the hype come to such a screeching halt like what is happening with Mr. Painter, Andrew Painter of the Phillies. Is that sad? Another sad story? Mm-hmm. Yes and no. I mean, I don't know why. It's more that they're spacing out his his starts a whole lot right now, which that's a big part of it is they're just managing his innings. And so that really pulled his – he's come up, he was dominant, and now he's been switched back and forth to expend, extended spring so much that you aren't seeing him. And so it's kind of ah. hard to get excited about a guy when he's not pitching. And so – because his numbers on the year are still friggin' amazing. And every time he goes out, he's still friggin' amazing. And he's pitching at high A at what, 19? 19 years old. And even then, you know, he's you know, he's thrown pretty well, but it's just you're you know, he's made three starts and pitched eight innings in those three starts. <laughs> okay. Well, They're managing right. his innings. You know, and so it's something to watch because they're trying to guard his innings. And so, yeah, he just, the hype train really left the station on that one because they're just, they're like, whoop, 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 never mind. So we're not going to push this guy quite yet. So Okay. Well, the Reds pick is in. Reds are on the clock at pick 18. Benjamin Chase, who have the Reds selected to pick 18? So Phil already went with this guy and gave a good description on him, so it made nice and easy. But Reds definitely need him, and that's Zach Nito. I think he would be a really good fit in the Reds organization. I think he could probably move quickly in that organization, and he'd give him a stable guy as far as the shortstop position. They have a few really good potential upside shortstops, but he would be that kind of – I don't know if Matt McLean's going to be a shortstop long-term. He's probably more of a second baseman. And Nito's a guy who I think can play short. And like Ellie De La Cruz, I don't think he sticks it short. You know, they got a lot of guys who are playing short right now that I just don't think are shortstops long-term, but probably have a major league future. Nito would be that guy that could probably stick in – be a shortstop. He just may not be that star that some of those other guys might be. And sometimes you just need that guy in your lineup too. So, okay. Nito, that's a Nito pick there. Uh, who do you got? Nito. Mr. Go yet. So I've, I, I've got a bit of a paucity of notes on the Reds draft, but uh, I did write big pool. So I know they've got a big mm-hmm. bonus pool. And so I had them taking, and this maybe is a guy uh, that we should think about for Philly too, I guess. And I'm looking at it. Uh, Dylan Lesko, who is maybe my favorite prep arm in the draft, assuming that the arm comes back okay. Uh, he's post Tommy John, so you got to look at the medicals. And I have no clue what the medicals are saying on him. But I remember watching him during the Perfect Game All-American game last mm-hmm. summer 
Uh, and he looked really good. He looked really good. Um, like, you don't know. I don't know if the slider or the changeup were better as a secondary, and his fastball is probably better than his secondaries. So, uh, give me Lasco to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's not really afraid to take an arm that's uh, hurt or hurting and rehabbing it, like Hunter Green, for example. So, uh, oh, okay, fine. All right, here yeah, well, we're humming along. Here we're gonna almost, we're gonna finish this. I'm pretty excited about it. We're doing pretty well. We're at pick 19 now. The Oakland A's are on the clock now. The A's. Uh, I I saw this last night. This is fun. In 2016, they set a team record for most debuts in one season. You care to guess what is the record for the Oakland A's most debuts in one season? Ooh. Yeah, it's Ten. interesting, huh? Okay, 10. Ben, you want to give it a shot? 13. Closer. The actual answer, I believe, I wrote this down, was 15 in 2016. That was the record wow. for the A's. And... They already have 11 this year. <laughs> so they might break that record, folks. Yeah. Exciting times to be an Oakland A's fan. The pick is in. And who knows if this person will make their debut this year? Who the hell knows? It's crazy out there in Oakland. Phil, Oakland A's select who? I think this is Kamar Rocker's floor when I looked at everything. So, uh, sorry, ceiling. Sorry, oh. I don't know what you call it. This is where uh, Kumar Rocker stops sliding if he's sliding, I think, in the first round. So I've got him taking Kumar Rocker. Also, they're Oakland. So if it goes pear shaped and it doesn't work out, they've done this in the last couple of years anyway with Kyler Murray. So uh, okay. I think they take Rocker and take a swing at signing him. And if his money's too high, they don't care and they get a pick again next year. Got it. Okay. That's fun. Benjamin? I have them. Um, Focusing on college hitting, which is something they do often. And so I have them with Gavin Cross, who's still on my board. So I thought he fit pretty well with their typical profile. Okay. That's fun. Gavin Cross. It's a name I keep, I've heard a lot in the live chat today, too. So is that a fun, fun player that has a bright future? Because it seems like a drop in a way, if he's a first-rounder, because we've heard his name earlier in this mock draft, at least in the live chat, and I think Phil already selected him, as you said, right? Yeah, I think there's a feeling he might be one of the best college bats out there. So, And, that yeah, I kind of feel similarly. He's, he's one of those guys who he's got, offensively, he's got a really well-rounded tool set. I don't know defensively it's kind of a is he going to stick in a corner or is he going to be more of a a Marcelo Zuna type that you know you stick him in the outfield if you absolutely have to but he's probably best if he's just hitting um but he's got a really good bat profile so mm. former gold glove winner Marcelo yeah which holy crap but anyway <laughs> is that wild or what is that oh, shocking? Yeah. Is, the agent, is the agent got involved in the that year? I don't know what. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Like it's it's amazing to me that he was the guy, or that he somehow ended up winning one. But anyway, that's a whole other. Yeah. How does he this so uh, well? He won the gold glove. How does that? Ha so you're saying that like they can campaign and. What the heck? I don't know. I was just throwing I it out there. There I mean, is a back in the day that you could, but 
Yeah, or you can hit so well that you do hit your way to the gold glove at the position. So as stupid as that is, it does happen. Okay, that's bizarre. Wow. Okay, well, hey, look, I, <laughs> it's just strange how this stuff goes down sometimes, man. I, it's a weird world out there. But, hey, we're live doing the MLB mock draft. It's time to move forth with pick number 20. We were talking about Marcelo Zuna, and it's the Atlanta Braves on the clock here at pick 20. Uh, oh, look at this. Chad says, uh, the middle of the draft is going to be reviewed a decade from now, and idiots will go, how did insert team get his ace at pick 20? But I can't think of a draft that has had such a volatile pitching class. Ooh. Absolutely, and that's exactly where I think the Braves are at right now. Because oh. I I mentioned him earlier, but as, as the Royals pick, and I know he's going up and down, but I honestly wonder if, because they've been tied to him a lot, I wonder if the Braves have something in place with Horton for a certain dollar amount that they're willing to take him at 20. And they're going to be able to slide him all the way down to 20 by getting that 35th pick. Um, obviously, that's not who I had them taking because we didn't know that when I initially made this pick. Um, I have them taking on mine, Justin Campbell, um, and really fits a profile that they like to develop uh, with a kind of a coming fastball and that's developed a lot with some really good secondary stuff that they can they could build the fastball into everything else. And especially they like a guy who has that kind of build to him. He's six foot seven, he's 225 pounds. They like to take a guy like that and say, okay, so you've got the physicality. We can deal with that and give you a fastball. Um, they've done that with some guys and really done well with that in the past. Um, that's not their ideal profile to develop, but they've done well with it. And it, when I was looking at this before, dollar for dollar, that's probably their best slot right there at 20. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know now with the money that they have, if that's the best slot right there, but you know, that's where I'm going right now. Well, there it is then. So the Braves pick is for Mr. Benjamin Chase. It's Justin Campbell. Justin Campbell. Ding, 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 ding. All right, Phil, who are you taking for the Braves here at pick 20? Chase DeLauder is my pick. Now, oh. I made this before they changed the pool around. So I don't know that it sticks, but, uh, man, he just seems like a type of player that the Braves could do a lot with. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Huh. Especially now that they don't have. And I just, water. I really like him. So I actually, just, that's part of it too. Is I don't think in my world he gets past twenty for sure. So I also kind of see this as talent wise, he should be off the board by now. Okay. Wow, that's exciting. You know, uh, we haven't looked at this in a minute, but the uh, Braves, you know, their history of first round picks and what they've been able to build in that organization, which. Culminated in a World Series, everybody. A World Series title. It still blows my mind for some reason that they won the World Series last year. I don't know why, but it just seems... <laughs> well, seeing seems as like they, they, they didn't get above 500 until like the middle of August. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. <laughs> they just kind of just kind of showed up. Right, we're World Series champs now. All right, there it is. It was quite... Although they were up 3-1 on the Dodgers in 2020 in the NLCS and blew that too, so... 
So they were close. So if you look at it from that perspective, it's somewhat interesting. But uh, last year was Ryan Kusick, right-handed pitcher out of Wake Forest for the Braves. Jared Schuster, another pitcher out of Wake Forest in 2020. Schuster will be in the uh, Futures game. We'll see him in the Futures game, right? Oh, thank you. That's a good call. Shea Langoliers, 2019 catcher. And Carter Stewart. Carter Stewart did. Carter Stewart. That was interesting. He's in Japan. Yep. Oh, that's what, what okay. Can. That's why it's in green. Uh, Joey Wentz, uh, current Tiger there in 2016. Of course, oh. Kyle Wright in 2017, right. who's become somewhat of a legit man in the rotation this year. Well, and Shea Langoliers and uh, Kusick were both part of the trade that brought them Matt Olson. So, I mean, that's oh, what you okay. do for absolutely what you do with, <laughs> with your system so chad says just don't scroll up too far govier it gets grim for the braves real quick hey. wow come on just some class chad good heavens <laughs> all right pick 21 seattle mariners seattle mariners are on fire right now in major league baseball they have been really turning their season around, and it's exciting because the mariners might finally make the playoffs for the first time since 2001 and I think it's going to happen, folks. I really do. I think it's going to go down. Uh, pick 21 here at Seattle Mariners. Phil Goyette, where do you have these Mariners going? Playing into where they're at with the rebuild, I think they're going to take a college outfielder. I've got them taking Dylan Beavers out of Cal. Could be relatively local. Left-handed hitting bat. Should be able to play all three outfield positions if needed. Uh, and maybe he's a left-handed hitting outfielder that uh, they thought they were getting in Kalnick. <laughs> Hey. I, really, I really like uh, I really yeah. like Beavers. I think he could move up um even into the I don't know 10, 11, 12 range. I wouldn't be surprised. So Okay. Ben, who do you got the Mariners taking here? So I went between two different college bats, and since I'm gonna be talking about one later, I'll just talk about this one. And uh, just with their current situation at the major league level, I went with Daniel Susak. Um because he's still on my board. And I thought, you know, they seem to like to platoon a number of guys through the catching position. And he's the type of guy that could DH and catch. And so I think they could find a way to work with that. So, Okay. Well, hey, that makes sense to me. The Mariners have had some interesting picks over the last 10 to 12 years. Uh, there's a guy that a lot of people in Dynasty salivate over. Harry Ford last year, catcher. Some not everyone agrees, yep. but I know a couple of people. They're like Harry Ford fanatics. They gotta have them some Harry Ford. They just can't let it go. And then Emerson Hancock, who I thought might end up being a tiger that year, but he didn't he slipped. He didn't end up going as high. And George Kirby's already been a 12 starts in the majors, under four ERA in his debut this season. He's been outstanding. Logan Gilbert's even better. He's one of my favorite yep. starters up and coming. Yeah, Evan White. Uh, you know, Evan White got Evan White is a smart man. He got that little contract. But it's not little compared to us regular humans. It was a nice like twenty four million dollar deal or something like that. So he won't. He's going to be okay in life. Let's just remember that. And then Kyle Lewis, twenty sixteen. Now he's still got injury problems. It's just been unfortunate because the guy can really swing a stick and he's got pretty good plate discipline. But that's the way it goes. Pick twenty two. The St. Louis Cardinals are considering the pick, and the pick is in, as you hear the ding-a-ling-a-ling. Uh, Benjamin Chase, who do the Cardinals take here at pick 22? And they're they're an organization that they just kind of sit back and let the draft come to them. They really don't 
come in with a plan. Just like Cleveland, and, huh? Uh, see, Cleveland can kind of do it just because of the system they have. The Cardinals just kind of do it. They just kind of see who's there, and, you know, if this guy can work, we'll work with him. And they've done oh. that with Jordan Walker. I don't think they had any intentions of ever drafting Jordan Walker, and then he fell into their lap. Um, same thing, you know, with you know other guys that have done that. Nolan Gorman was the same way. I don't think they ever thought that they would be drafting Nolan Gorman, you know. But um, in this draft... I have Dylan Lesko falling in their lap and them taking the shot that, hey, we can develop that arm. That's a that's a guy we can work with. And they really have struggled to develop top-end arms. So, But a big part of that is when you draft 20th, you don't get that, top, that chance to go after a top-end draft pick arm. Mm, yeah. And so this is their chance to potentially get that type of talent and – develop him and that might be our, our comment that we had earlier that might be that guy that comes out of the 20s and becomes an ace Ooh, okay yeah what chad was talking about i dig that yeah. but <clears throat> before we see who phil selects here for lewis not seattle chad says that seattle has turned into a j2 powerhouse and then the drafting has improved a ton it's time for their scouts to get raises okay respectable i mean that list we just went over yeah, recently is. that's They've just a first really round. nice that's job in the international yeah. All right, who you got, Mr. Goyet for the St. Louis Cardinals? I stole uh, from Ben, just sit back and get value. That's actually what I have in my note for St. Louis because you said that <laughs> when we were talking pre-draft show. Uh, Connor Prilip um, to St. Louis, if he's there, it makes way too much sense to me. So I think they take him. I think then everybody in the NL Central is pissed that, they've, that they have mm-hmm. him too because he would be a super fit for them and – uh, St. Louis will move him quickly if he's producing. Oh, yeah. So, and healthy. Well, they're not shy about that, which I really appreciate, St. Louis. I don't like you at all. It's nothing personal. Well, actually, it is. It's completely no, personal. I like St. Louis. Yeah. It's yeah. Like I mean, the worst. what is <laughs> they're that? So, they're like, it's the like Yankees. Yankees. They're just ass, always around. That weird ass pizza. Wow. Holy cow. I can't believe stuff? you attacked their pizza, man. That's not cool. Have you guys ever had it? <laughs> I've actually not. What is St. Louis style? What is St. Louis style? I have no idea. They have some weird like government cheese they put on the pizza. I can't remember what it's called. And huh. everybody from St. Louis raves about it. And they say you have to get this pizza. Uh, and we tried it. We were there. It was terrible. Uh, that's why I stick I'm, to barbecue. That's a good call right there. Uh, yeah, they do, Michigan, yeah, Detroit styles. Detroit yeah, styles man. come up though, recently. Rock solid, yeah, deep dish a- band. Yeah, give me the pan from the auto plant. We wipe the oil out of it, make the pizza <laughs> in it. Perfect. <laughs> you sick bastard, dude. Uh, it makes sense, though. So Michael McGreevy was a first-round pick for the Cardinals last year. You see Santa Barbara right-hander. Of course, Jordan Walker. Oh, boy, Zach Thompson, 2019. I've heard some rumors that he's pretty good. Somebody was talking about him recently. I've been on our show, not one of you guys, but one of our live chatters, which you guys could jump in anytime. By the way, did you guys know that Nolan Gorman went to Sandra Day O'Connor High School? I didn't know yeah. that was a thing. That's cool. Good and... buddies with his now teammate, Matthew Libator, when they were in high school. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Dakota Hudson in 2016, who has uh, always just gotten the most out of what he can do. I've, I respect what Dakota Hudson does. He's he's a grinder, man. He never uh, He never gives up on himself, and I appreciate that. Pick 23 is the Toronto Blue Jays on the MLB. 
Mock Draft, 2022 Draft, first round only with Phil Goyette, Benjamin Chase, and myself, Michael Govier. Follow us on Twitter, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Follow Phil Sports on Twitter, PH. And then, of course, Big Gentle Ben on Twitter. Follow these guys. These guys know what they're talking about. I think the pick might be coming. Oh, there it is. Yep, the pick is in. All right. And it looks like the Blue Jays will select who? Phil Goyette. I have a great feel for Toronto, but um, I haven't taken the best highest rated college bat on the board at this point who i think is going to be jordan beck from tennessee uh, i think they'll want somebody that'll be up relatively quickly given where they're at in the contention cycle with hmm. some young guys that they need to build around now so uh, give me jordan beck right-handed outfielder right-handed batting outfielder from tennessee jordan beck jordan who you got benjamin for the blue jays I have this is kind of that area where the absolute floor for Chase DeLauder is, and that's who I have them taking, is I do not think as much as Red Sox fans are going to just be sitting there salivating over him being one pick away, I don't know that Toronto can let him go one pick more. Um, So I think they end up snatching him up, and he probably moves very quickly up to Toronto and tortures Red Sox fans for a long time. Ooh, that's such a dig on Red Sox fans. And I like it because I'm pro Blue Jays. I want them to win a World (laughs) Series. I'm rooting for Toronto. I really am. I'm rooting for the Mariners. I'm rooting for Toronto right now. Obviously, my Tigers have nothing to do with anything, so there's nothing to root for. Uh, But Blue Jays, look at some of these names. Now, Gunnar Hoagland, is is he close? Could he pitch late this year? Is that ridiculous? he should be about then i would think but i guess what would be the point in rushing him yeah okay they could playoffs and if he's that good and he's oh no no no. well he came off tj he had tommy john yeah oh okay so you look shows what i know i'm I'm a jackass so um never mind i don't know if he started throwing yet i I think he's he's on their roster i don't know if he's yeah i think he's actually been put on the roster but i don't think he's yeah, he hasn't pitched an actual game yet. Okay. No Hoagland for the Blue Jays. Austin Martin, who's now a twin, well, he was part of the Jose Barrios trade. He's not on the he's not on the Blue Jays. Hoagland's on Yeah, no, he'd be on there. On the A's. Oh, he got traded. That's right. See, yeah. look at me oh, making yeah, mistakes yeah. galore here. He was part Wait of the look. Chapman. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. Bye-bye, Hoagland, so that doesn't matter. In fact, so their last two first-round picks, Austin Martin and Hoagland, are gone. Uh, They've been traded for important players to make a playoff run, which is a smart move, of course. And then Jordan Groshans is still with them, though. Groshans has been talked about. He was a high school draft pick 2018. I've heard a lot of people say, well, this guy could be really, really good, but... I would not be surprised to see him be the next one traded. (laughs) (laughs) And then Nate Pearson, just so many arm problems. Maybe there's still a career left as a reliever there. You know, Andrew Miller, he was pretty terrible, and he had some struggles early on, and he came back in his second life as a reliever. So I don't know. Anything's possible. But I feel bad for Pearson. Groshans is just, he's doing everything but putting up fantasy stats this year. Huh. Well, 270 with a 360 OBP, but he's got one home run and two steals. <laughs> like, oh. it's like I'm, he's actually hitting fairly well. He's just not doing anything with it. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I take it. That's yeah, kind of that's weird. It's a, a nice two out of three triple slash. Ain't yeah. Bad. All right. Pick, 
number 24. It was just alluded to by Benjamin Chase. That's right. It's the Boston Red Sox. They're on the clock. I'm not even going to try to do a terrible Boston accent because I can't do it. So people get really angry about it, too, especially in movies. Someone tries to do one and they do it bad. You're never going to live it down. It's like when Dick Van Dyke tried to do his English accent in Mary Poppins. And, hey, all right, governor. Hey, hello. You know, it's awful. Brutal. It's terrible. Poor Dick Van Dyke. Oh, by the way, Dick Van Dyke is still alive in this life. He's like 96. Yeah. So. He's like the new Betty White. He's just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's the new Betty White. Okay, I like that. Uh, Benjamin, um, who do you got I, the Red Sox taking? I think the Red Sox, well, for one, I think they're going to be looking definitely at a college hitter. Um, but I really like the idea of them with the current, where the, where the draft is falling and with the talent in the draft right now, that they're going to look really hard at a potential center fielder. Uh, because there's a lot of really good college center fielders that oh. are going to likely be available right there. You talked about this before, a lot of really good defensive ones, right? Yes, and the guy who I really like is actually coming from a spot um, where, you know, we talked about another organization that we may not like so much, Paul DeYoung came out of. Um, Owen Miller out of the Cleveland Indians came out of the same college, uh, Illinois State, and Ryan oh. Cermak. And he might be one of the best defensive center fielders I've seen in college in a long stinking time. And not just the defensive glove, he's got a hell of an arm out in center field too. But on top of that, he's got plus power. And, you know, I really think he actually, Red Sox fans are going to see a lot of Jackie Bradley Jr. in him, where he's got maybe an average or below average hit tool, but plus or so power and maybe you could squint and see plus speed so really his one average or below average thing is his contact and so i mean that's really kind of that jackie bradley jr profile is you know the only thing he really doesn't do well is actually hit the ball but when he does <laughs> it goes far <laughs> you know so but he plays really good defense and he's really fast and you know but that i mean and so he's in a really fun player to watch. I I could see him do some fun, fun things in Boston. So I like it. Phil, who do you have Boston taking? Same I'm on the same wavelength with Ben. I have them taking a guy that also feels very just red soxy to me. Uh Brock Jones out of Stanford. Oh yeah. uh, for a lot of the same reasons, goes and gets it in center field. Um, can hit for power, might have contact issues. <laughs> kind of sounds like the same take. Uh, so give me Brock Jones out of Stanford to the Red Sox. Woo-dilly. Okay. I respect that, and I appreciate that. Brock Jones is a name that I am very familiar with just because of the College World Series run that just happened recently out of Stanford. Mm-hmm. All right, pick 25. As There it is. You are Yankees. You guys get so much coverage, okay? Get your picks in. You get too much coverage. So I want this to be the quickest selections ever. Who do you got, Phil? Go now. Uh, I haven't taken the prep left-hander Brandon Barriera that uh, Ben brought up earlier, a shorter statured pitcher, which the Yankees don't give a shit about, um, has good command, which the Yankees like, and would not be surprised to see him add some ticks to his fastball with Yankees development. What's that guy's name? Shorter? Uh, Brandon Barriera. Oh, Brand- oh, Barriera. We talked about it. Okay, great. Yep, yeah, yep. Got sure it. His name is, second name is the same, right? The right way. Yeah. But. 
No, you nailed it. Ben, who do the Yankees take here? I have them taking uh, Oregon State outfielder Jacob Melton. Um, lefty, very good, very good to the pull side. And I think that would play very well with the Yankees. And good overall defender, I think he would be he would be a good fit for the Yankees system. Great. All right, pick 26, it's the White Sox. Oh, bye, Phil. The White Sox are on the clock. This is an exciting time. Phil, you must be jonesing to find out who Ben is going to select here. Yeah. So I actually decided to go with Landon Sims for the White Sox. I think this makes sense just for where they're at. They kind of like, you know, just the pool is really shallow for them. And I, you know, as far as the, we will, we'll, okay, that sounded rude, but um, the, the money pool is shallow for the White Sox. Um, oh, shallow, the bus is short. Yeah, there we go. And, and it starts with the manager. All right, uh, but, hey. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> but uh-huh. I, I, really, it, I think <laughs> it's a pick value. And I, I think this is where you start to really see Landon Sims start to come into play is probably, I mean, if the Braves are really looking at him hard at 20, I ha- I highly doubt that, but I could see you start getting 25 and after, that could be kind of that territory where he comes into play. If the White Sox are looking at him as a potential guy that could move up quickly, as in next year he could potentially see some major league time as a reliever, he mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. And I think he honestly could move that fast as a relief arm. If they want to use him as a starter, it would make more sense to potentially look elsewhere. But I think he could be that type of a guy that could really push them, push up to the majors quickly. And White Sox should be looking right away. Wow. Okay. So I I have been busy today. So I didn't know this, that Chad says, how the fuck does TLR outlast Montoyo? Montoyo got shit canned today. Because they got swept by the Mariners in that four-game series, man, that's that's harsh. Okay, that that's shocking news. I'm finding this out right now in real time. I'm going to absorb this, but I think this statement alone says it all. You're right, Chad. How does that happen? I don't know. I know how it happens. Ownership just won't change. Reinsdorf, Jerry Reinsdorf, Jerry uh, Jerry Krause. Let's just blame it on Jerry Krause. Let's go back to the Bulls. Who knows? Screw it. Who knows? Who knows what kind of deal Reinsdorf has in place with Larusa that we don't know about. Like that could right. be any sort of gentleman's agreement that you know, if Reinsdorf told him no matter what you get two years, then yeah, that's right. Deal with the devil. All right, Phil, you saw who Ben selected for your White Sox. Who do you yeah. have? You know something I'll about White, White Sox. Sox. Yeah, White Sox are my team, so I just said, fuck it, I'm going to take the guy I want him to take. Now, what they need is a left-handed bat, and I would want him to take a college one. But at this point in the draft, they're kind of there's not a lot out there I love. I like Dalton Rushing, who's a left-handed uh, catcher, um, uh, left-handed hitting catcher out of Louisville. I don't know if the White Sox need another catcher DH first baseman, though, because they don't. Um, so... Uh, looking at the prospects that are available, I want him to take Gabe Hughes out of Gonzaga. I yep. think he's a polished pitcher that the team won't have to do a ton of with development-wise to get him into the rotation relatively quickly. While they still have these young guys who can uh, hopefully make a run at something, he's not going to anchor a rotation, but, man, he would be a nice fit as like a fourth or fifth starter. So 
That's who I, that's who I want them to take. So you have them selecting Dalton rushing. Oh, uh, no, Gabe Hughes. Gabe Hughes. Oh, Gabe you do? Hughes. Okay. Yeah. My bad. Okay, so you do want them. You have the White Sox selecting Gabe Hughes. Okay, yep. there it is. Cool. My bad. Uh, I'll tell you what. The White Sox, you're buying Mercedes, went three for three last night with a home run. He looked really, really good for those Giants. Wah, wah. It's one day in baseball. I mean, he could go over for the next week. So I, I'm just rubbing it in unnecessarily. And that's what we're doing was like. He had an ops of like twelve hundred for a month at one point when he came up. So it was like, incredible. It was incredible. Really hot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. He's got a bat. There's no oh, doubt about it. Uh, by the way, Colson Montgomery was one of the guys uh, last night in that AL Central super. draft. That was one of his first picks. He loves Colson Montgomery. So yeah, I'm going to be talking about him Friday for a piece. So ah, okay, great. Yeah, make sure you follow Ben on Twitter at Big Gentle Ben. Get his pieces. He shares stuff, too, in our Discord, which is free. Go to the Plausible Podcast Twitter handle. It's all pinned to the top. You talk. Two L's, two Z's. Give me two. Uh, Garrett Crochet, Buzzkill. Andrew Vaughn oh. is really taking off this year. Finally, Vaughn's bat is starting to come around. I'm loving that. And then Nick Madrigal, he's yeah, just always going to be they, an empty. Wait until, they give him a, wait until they give him a position and a spot in the lineup order to hit out of consistently. <laughs> oh, it could be even better. All right, pick 27, the Milwaukee Brewers are on the clock. Pick has just come aboard. So, Phil Goyette, who do the Brewers take here at 27? I think they will take Caden Wallace, uh, oh. hitter out of Arkansas. Um, I guess third base, you know, Milwaukee might get creative and, and use him in a couple different spots, um, but he can sting the ball. Like, he hits the ball hard, and I think metrically is the kind of guy that Milwaukee is interested in. I know they have a Good analytics department from what I've seen analytically about Wallace. He's going to be one of the best um, guys at finding the barrel, I think, out of the college group in this draft. That's my hunch. So um, I think Milwaukee takes Caden Wallace here. Caden, is that with a C or a K? Because these days you just never know. C A Y D E N. Caden. C, exactly. I would never have guessed there was a Y in there. Come on, people. Which, you're killing what? me with these names. Sounds like a girl's name, but this is the 21st century, so who knows? No, Caden. Cade. Here's Cade. There was a Cade before there was Cade Cunningham of my Pistons. There was Cade McNown of the Bruins and the Chicago Bears, who was a top 10 draft pick in that vaunted, supposedly legendary 99 quarterback class. It was supposed to be like 1983, which did not end up being the case. (laughs) Ben, who do you got the uh, Brewers taking here? So with... uh... Well, let's just say that they've not had some, not had very good luck finding their center fielder of the future, um, and now Locaine has decided to retire. Uh, the Brewers are going to definitely be needing that position eventually to be filled. And I thought, you know, Jonathan Davis, again, we're in a good spot in this draft to look for that. And so I have Drew Gilbert from Tennessee going there. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I that was a really good fit. He he has a lot of defensively analytics that Milwaukee would like. I'm not sure if the bat analytics are going to match up for them, but it'll be an, it would be an interesting fit. I think. All right. And I respect it. You're not going to find very many more excitable players on the in college area available yeah. in the draft. So, all right. Uh, Chad was updating us on a massive, a massive lack of players being available for the Royals for the trip to Toronto this weekend. And he was implying that maybe uh, a guy that 
Mr. Chase here has talked about a few times on our show. Michael Massey. Maybe he'll make a debut oh, because they'll need him. This list right here. Witt, Dozier, Benintendi, Isbell, Michael A. Taylor, Brennan, Brady Singer, MJ Melendez, and Brad Keller, all among them. Jesus Christ, it's going to be the Bobby and Vinny show this weekend, says Chad. Okay. That's, we don't even have time. We're trying to finish this long show. We don't have time to start talking about this, so I'm just going to table yeah. it for now. <laughs> but, woo! Fascinating dichotomy and oh, interesting yeah. conversation within all of that. But it's time for Pick 28, everybody's favorite team. It's the Houston Astros. They've never, ever suck. they just always going to be good. You can take away their trash cans, but you can never take their freedom to be really good. So apparently they're just going to keep on winning. It doesn't matter who the manager is. They might not win a World Series, but they might go to one. Who are you selecting, Mr. Benjamin Chase, pick 28, Houston Astros? I am actually going with a guy that Phil took for his beloved White Sox, and that's Gabriel Hughes. Yeah. Um and I, I like the profile for the Astros to develop and develop quickly um, just because, for one, he is a guy who he already has an in-place excellent slider. You get him into Houston system, and they teach him their curveball and add that to his already plus uh, fastball. And there's a, you know, right there, a three-pitch mix, and he's got a good changeup already. That guy's going to quickly move and be, a you know, a mid-rotation starter just Within a year or two. I mean, just that's a that's a really good match of talent and system right there. And I think he's gonna sign for the pool value that they have. And I mean, I just I think that'd be just a an ideal fit pick right there. Ooh, I like fit picks. Okay. Phil, who do you have the Astros taking here? I went you know, I went back and forth until like right now, really. Um I have I'm gonna have them take Blade. Tidwell, who is a pitcher out of Tennessee. Um, Sweet name. A collegiate, collegiate pitcher. He, um, they took it slow with him this year because he had some health problems, but when he started going, he was excellent. And uh, Houston needs somebody, like Ben said, that can come up and contribute because they had the dead. Uh, they didn't have a first-round pick last year because of their naughtiness, bad boys. Whoops. So uh, I got Tidwell. The other guy I think I have him thinking about here is maybe Spencer Jones out of Vandy. Um, would be another guy that could get up pretty quick, a collegiate bat. But I think it's definitely a college player. So, uh, anyway, Blade Tidwell. Blade Tidwell. Such a badass name. I love it. It's so cool. All right. And, of course, as you got, you mentioned there, some issues with some first-round picks. Not having any. Uh, Seth Beer, current Diamondback. I didn't know uh, he was drafted by the Astros. Yep. And yep. Corey Lee. Corey Lee was called up this year. He's a catcher. Yep. So he's been yep. on the roster. He's, he's why I don't have Houston looking catcher. There's some, there are just like a lot of catchers at this point that are available, but I don't mm -hmm. think they're looking catcher if they've got lead just up now. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So, okay. Well, we've got two picks left in this first round, and it's finally over. Yes, that's right. It's the Blazo Podcast 2022 MLB draft. First round only mock draft. Phil Goyette, Benjamin Chase, Michael Govier, Plaza Podcast. Two else, two Utah. on Twitter. Give me two. Pick 29, Tampa Bay. The pick will be in shortly. In the meantime, let's cover some of this over here. Oh, no, what do you know? The pick is in. All right, well, we're going to go right to the pick. Phil Goyette, who do Tampa select? Who do, is that grammar? Who do Tampa select? Tampa is going to take Noah Schultz, 6'8", uh, lefty, prep lefty, with a low three-quarter arm slot and a Frisbee-type slider. And the more you start talking about him, the more it sounds like, oh, that guy pitches for Tampa Bay, doesn't he? So uh, I think they take Schultz. 
uh, really interesting fit with that team and that system. And uh, and I think he could start too. I mean, I don't think this is a type of uh, like he's going to be a gadget for Tampa Bay. I think he could wind up being in the rotation. Ooh, okay. Well, you never know. Tampa's cray cray. Uh, Chad says before we hear from Ben, we should just preface it as Tampa selects future Hall of Famer. Insert name. Okay, Ben, give us the future Hall of Famer that Tampa Bay Rays select at pick twenty nine. I actually I don't know about future Hall of Famer, but this to me this guy just screams a Tampa player. Um, for one, the body. He's six foot four, and I think I weighed more than him in third grade. Um, and he, um, he currently plays, he's played short and third. I think this year he played a little bit of outfield. Um, he's kind of that he can play every position. If you look at his grades, baseball America has him with a 55 in hit power run field and arm. I mean, this is a this is basically the definition of a Tampa Bay pick. It's Peyton Graham. Yeah. I mean, that oh, is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just makes so much sense that if he if he's on the board and the the Rays don't pick him, I may start a riot. I don't know, but I mean, it, it'd be just me by myself here in South Dakota. But by gosh, I would oh, I would scary. throw I would throw things around the living room. Um, so yeah, that 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 would I, I might hit a daycare kid though, so my wife wouldn't be happy with. <laughs> Uh, so uh what was his first name something graham sorry i'm doing like eight things at once here peyton spelled just like manning oh okay peyton graham there it is he is the selection for ben tampa bay rays pick 29 all right well we've got one pick left here one pick to rule them all and it's the san francisco giants rise around the san francisco tree i don't know I would hope that a city would be known for something more than fucking rice but good God. I think it is, too. I'm just wanting to be clear on that. Uh, it, it is, yeah. Okay, so uh, the Giants, led by the master himself, Farhan Zaidi, spins hay into gold, straw into gold. It's incredible. And the pick is in. Benjamin Chase. I, I, I really, mainly I want to see this happen just because I want to watch the number of people who will buy themselves a canoe um, because it'll, it'll end up being a whole lot of balls that'll land in McCovey Cove. And that's, a, you know, a local guy, Brock Jones going to the giants. Because oh, yeah. oh. he is a definitely a pole hitter, a left-handed guy. And I think he would drive a lot of balls out into McCovey Cove. That makes a lot of sense. That's fun. I, I even get that one. Phil, you've already selected. Brock Jones elsewhere. Who do the Giants close out round one with? I think it's a tricky one. I think they're going, I would see him picking somebody with upside, like a prep. Um, I've got Tucker Toman, who is supposed oh, to be one of the better prep bats available in this range. Um, so I could see the Giants going for him. So give me Tucker Toman. The other idea I had here is uh, Robbie Snelling, who's a left-handed prep pitcher who's kind of reminiscent of Kyle Harrison, who the Giants took in the same region of the draft. So so your official pick is? Uh, Tucker Tillman. Okay, Tucker Tillman. Tucker Tillman, the man in his dream. All right, Tolman. there it is. T-O-M-A-N. Oh, shit. T-O-A-M-N? I'm doing the Michigan thing where you kind of start 
Tolman. Oh, Tolman. Yeah, damn it. Tolman. The old, yeah. Okay. I the actually went man. to a guy. I had a guy in my high school class, my graduating class. His last name was Tolman. Eric Tolman, if you're out there, my friend, I hope you're doing well. Shout out to you, Eric Tolman, who I have not thought of in a good 25 years. Easy. <laughs> Pretty solid soccer player. Decent soccer player. Uh, if you look at the Giants' first round picks here as we close out our show, Will Bednar was last year's first rounder. I think I'd. I feel like I unnecessarily drafted him in our uh, startup, our dynasty double deuce points league, just because I was like, oh, I need someone. He's yeah. he's a solid, solid arm. I think if they put him into the bullpen, I think he would be a dominant reliever. But I don't know if the Giants are willing to give up on the idea of a starter anywhere near yet. So. Uh, Chad says, I only have this info because of a trip to Vegas in 2015, (laughs) which seems like a while ago. But I've heard they are hot on Jackson Ferris from someone in the org. And that that would actually make a lot of sense with them. Um, I'll also say that the Giants in general scout California California preps Mm. tremendously well. So if, if there is a halfway decent California high school kid believe me that the Giants have had conversations with them about what the signing bonus needs to look like so (laughs) um now there's one team that we haven't talked about okay because they don't have a pick in the first 30 picks and that's the Dodgers okay Uh, you know they don't get to pick until number 40 but just to kind of I thought maybe just so we could at least kind of have a conversation about what their needs might be for any Dodgers fans that are out there because we hate you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just, you know, so we can let them know. Sure. Because um, they stole my Freddie Freeman and then their beat writers make fun of him. Um, but terrible. You know, I, I think the Dodgers at that spot, they're only going to have 4.2 million for their pool, which is like by by like two and a half million, the lowest pool amount in the entire draft. So they're likely going to be going after someone they can get for cheap. So that to me says they're going to go after a junior college guy who they can get for cheap, or they're going to go after someone who is kind of a high floor guy who didn't expect to get picked until like the middle of the second or later. Um, so I guess profile wise, I know there's a lot of people talking like the Dodgers and, oh my gosh, I'm going to butcher this name. Jacob Mizorowski. Ooh, um, not bad. He's, uh, from Missouri, uh, junior college, he's a junior college, Crowder junior college in Missouri. He's six foot seven, touches a hundred, has a really good slider, but pretty much a relief profile right now so they would basically have to teach him anything other than those two pitches and he does he i think charlie sheen may have had a better idea of where home plate was at the beginning of major league <laughs> than this was. so um wow. he may need to pair of glasses or something i don't know but uh this so it's the dodgers have had a lot of looks at this kid and there's a lot of talk about the Dodgers 
liking this kid. You're the other to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball. <laughs> well, <laughs> doesn't need to throw a curve if he can throw it 102. Um, <laughs> the other end of guys that I've heard a lot with the Dodgers is Sterling Thompson, um, outfielder from Florida, and probably. If you were going to pick a guy who isn't going in the first round that's most likely to win a batting title, that might be your guy. But he's also might be the guy who is most likely to winning win a batting title while hitting three home runs. Um, oh. You know, he might be that guy that gives you a you know you brought up the Jose Iglesias line. You know, he'll hit three hundred with you know five home runs. 12 doubles, a triple, and, you know, it's just going to be just not a great line. He'll play steady defense. He's going to be the type of guy that moves up quick. He's not going to hurt you, but he's probably not going to really impress anybody. And, but it's, that's the type of high floor type of guy that they might be interested in where he's going to definitely be a fourth outfielder, but might not be enough of a talent to be a starter in the majors. So that's the type of fit I could see them going after at number 40 just to make sure that they have some money to play with later on. Okay. Phil, any uh, commentary on all that for the Dodgers? You know, the guy who we haven't picked either of us, and I could definitely see the Dodgers taking him, is uh, Peyton Pallette out of Arkansas. Uh, And I could see him taking him and just totally reworking the delivery, which I don't care for. Very short strider kind of kid but uh but he has a real feel feel for spin looks not unlike a walker bueller or uh the kid um who's a right-hander michael michael grove the right-hander yeah. took out of west virginia so uh i wouldn't be surprised if he's there and they have the cash to make it happen they take Paulette. Paulette could go back to school too i suppose i don't know if it's interesting yeah i think at one point oh, there was back being to school top, top uh college arm in the class maybe so i don't you- know yeah, he's a pretty talented overall arm. I, and that's just it. It's, there's there's such a depth in arms here. I could absolutely see them. Yeah, I mean, finding a random guy who's been hurt and just yeah. saying, "Hey, here's some money. You want to come with us?" You know, they could go after a guy like a a guy like Walter Ford, and just say. You know, hey, you know, the, Walter Ford's one of the youngest guys in the draft. Big time arm, got a lot of development ahead. Dodgers are going to say, "Hey, we got a system that's pumping out players left, right, up and down. You can take your stinking time in our system. Here's million and a half bucks to go take your time playing an A ball." And eighteen year old kid is going to maybe say, "Hmm, you know." I'm not sure if I'm going to have that kind of luck if I go to Alabama and try and pitch in their system. And if in three years I might have surgery and I don't know if I'll make a million and a half bucks again. So right. this might be a luck chance and for me. And Alabama is going to bring in three fucking senior transfers to the rotation this fall. That's yeah. the other thing these kids are facing at these big schools yeah. now is they're becoming almost like um, – there's a lot more avenues for the coaches of the bigger programs to be able to reload each year as opposed to needing build to needing to build a kid up for three years. So that makes sense. Yep. Wow. Shit. There it is. There's That's a whole the lot first there. round of the MLB. 2022 
We did a mock draft. We did a full first round. I'm proud of all three of us. We stuck it out to the end. This is the longest show by far we ever did, the three of us, because usually it's the Plazo Podcast, Prospects Power half hour so we hope you enjoyed this uh, if there's anything you would like to discuss further you can always pop on over to the discord and get in the prospects channel and talk about what you heard and maybe we could have some conversations maybe here's some other angles on what teams would do or what you think they might do and you can comment here on the youtube channel subscribe drop your comments and we'll respond when we can it's always a lot of fun and i really really enjoyed this show this was a good time you guys did a great job phil and Ben, they did all the legwork here. I just held it together. So I want you guys to really give it up for these two dudes. Make sure you follow them on Twitter. At the very least, Philip Sports for Phil Goyette and Big Gentle Ben for Benjamin Chase. I'm at MJ Govier. Plausible Podcast 2 Utah, two give me two. Z's. Chad, thank you for being an active supporter of the show here. As he says, going out on a high note, someone on Twitter for the Royals said, unfortunately, the bullpen will be available for the series. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. That's a I funny like one. It's very good. Let's go. Re- hey, I, I got, you know, Scott Barlow's been much better over the last six weeks. He's got me a lot of saves, so I'll take it. I'm going to stand up for Scott Barlow, but that's it. That's where I draw a line. Except All right, thanks, starting. everybody. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they're so desperate now. He's, no saves. He's going to be an opener. Good Lord. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if Michael Massey shows up, but we'll see what happens this coming weekend. Yeah. We hope you guys enjoy the draft. The draft starts on Sunday night, right? Yeah. So it, it'll Friday. go through Tuesday, and go that's right Tuesday. when the All Star break. It's weird. The All Star break kicks off, then the draft begins, then you got the All Star game happening, and all this. The Futures game will be happening. All this stuff will be happening during the All Star break with the Home Run Derby and so forth. So we thank you guys for watching. Thank you so so much for Phil and Ben. I'm Michael Govier. We'll see. Prospects is a curious thing. Make a person trade everything for a king. Wander Franco is your one true love. For a prospect, you'll trade all the You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.